This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Somewhere in uh, Evaldi, Texas, 60 miles from the border, uh, a big fat load is uh, rolling out of bed, uh, probably uh, uh, heading to work, heading to his job, uh, putting on his uniform first, his badge, and then uh, heading to work. I'm sure he's stopping at uh, Dunkin' Donuts for half a dozen uh, Boston creams and uh, maybe a large coffee, six creams, 12 sugars, heading to work. He'll go to his office. He'll... uh, See what he's got going on today. Maybe he'll have some interview requests. He'll turn them all down. He'll probably uh, check, you know, his account to make sure the check's cleared because he's uh, double dipping now. Later on today, he'll be at the city council meeting because he's a city councilor and a police chief as of this moment. And uh, 19 kids are still dead. Two teachers are still dead. The, 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 the face of utter abject cowardice. Pete Arredondo is still working. He's still free. He's still acting as if he is, uh, didn't allow these children to die. It is the most infuriating story I can remember. Uh, we got, we got plenty of infuriating stories today. We got, we got, uh, the latest from the U S Navy, what they're doing with their, uh, with their forces while China is uh, introducing its new amphibious aircraft carrier. We'll get to that. We got Joe Biden hanging on the beach, hanging on the beach in the middle of, I I can't remember a a time when we've had more crises. We're not at war just yet. He's trying to get us there. He's trying to escalate things in Ukraine. So we will uh, be involved there soon enough, but uh, we got inflation, we got gas prices. We got uh, an open southern border. We got crime rampant in cities. And our part-time president is taking pictures with little girls on the beach. Uh, it was a Monday. It wasn't a Saturday. It wasn't a Sunday. I know it was a, a holiday, Juneteenth. But I don't know. It feels like time you'd want your president to be in the Oval Office uh, uh, working. working. So Pete Aradano's working. Joe Biden is not uh, big news from the uh, golf world. I feel like we do this every day. We tell you about a new mercenary jumping to the uh, to the live tour. Big news today: Brooks Kepka, four-time major winner, is going to be at Pumpkin Ridge in Portland next week, playing on the live tour. Where we're still working to find out the number they money whipped him. And another big name, another major winner has one foot out the door and we think, and this guy's a young stud. This guy's heading to the live tour. That should be interesting. We'll all be clicking on our YouTube links next week to watch a commercial free, watch the second live event. Um, what else we got? Oh, Oh, Bill Maher, my man, Bill Maher. I uh, didn't get to this yesterday. We'll get it today. Bill Maher as only he can uh, defending Jack Del Rio. I'm telling you, I'm starting to lean towards the Ron DeSantis, Bill Maher ticket in 2024. I'm, 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 you know, he's, he's got me fooled. I feel like he's been, uh, what's the term red pilled. I feel like he's come around and he's become kind of like a spokesman for, uh, people who are waking up to the, to the woke insanity in America. Every Friday night, Bill Maher just comes up with another great monologue. He had a couple last Friday. We'll play some of the, uh, the, the, Bill Maher riff uh, on on uh, Jack Del Rio. 
man, we got a lot to get to, and uh, we will try to get to all of it. We have some some good Donald Trump sound too, because he's working. He's he's out there politicking and campaigning while Joe Biden is uh, taking pictures with little girls and getting a little sniff, getting a little sniff of their hair on the beach in Delaware as America burns. We'll get to all that on today's Callahan show. But first, hey guys, are you getting up there in age and feel like you just can't get in shape anymore? It's not your fault. As men age, our body naturally loses free testosterone, the man hormone. It happens to every man. It can make it more difficult to stay in shape and be energetic and active. You want more energy to counter the negative effects of aging? Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster with Testafen will help you turn back the clock, re-energize your workouts, and get better results at the gym and help you look and feel like the man you really want to be. Nugenics Total T contains man-boosting key ingredients like Testafen. It's been validated in five clinical studies and shown to boost free testosterone levels in men. While every product professes quality, many other products use generic ingredients that are often far less than clinical grade. With Nugenics Total T, you get the same clinical potency levels used in the trials. And Nugenics formulation is backed by 10 years of science and research. Don't let the aging process rob you of your energy and drive. Re-energize your life and help get back that winning edge you had in your youth. Now you can get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T when you text Jerry to 231231. Text now and get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back into shape fast. Absolutely free. Text Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, to 231231. Text Jerry to 231231. Message and data rates may apply. Terms apply. Available at Nugenics.com slash terms. Oh, man, we got so much to get to. I'll, I'll just give you the name. We'll get to the to the, to the live golf story. I feel like it, uh, we've done so much of that. But Brooks Kepka's heading to the live four-time major winner, eight-time winner. We'll explain to you why Brooks is bailing and why it makes all the sense in the world. And the other guy, according to Adam Schefter, Adam Schefter, uh, Colin Morikawa, a two-time major winner. I think both of them came during COVID, so no one noticed. But he won He won two majors, and he's a young stud, great, great player. Apparently, they made him an offer he couldn't turn down, too. So he's bailing. That's not good for the PGA Tour. When you lose Phil Mickelson or even, you know, Dustin Johnson, even Brooks Kepko is in his 30s. That's one thing. Losing Colin Morikawa, that hurts. But uh, we'll see if we can get the numbers, the total, the money. They threw at him, but I got to do this, this Uvalde, Uvalde story first, because it is just so infuriating. I don't understand. I believe the murders, the killing, the shooting took place May 24th. That's a month, a month. And the coward in charge, none of the cops, as far as I know, have been fired. None has been arrested. And the chief who ordered them to stand down. And I, and trust me, I blame the cops too. I, I've been tweeting about this and I know a lot of people say, you know, what were they supposed to do? They were told to wait. They were told not to do anything. I don't care. They know what was happening in that room. There they are. We're looking at a photo of these bums outside the classroom, fully armed. I mean, they have, what are we saying here? Uh, Ironhead M4s. Yeah, basically <laughs> AR-15s, M4s. M4s. Same thing. Long guns, shields, AR-15s, at least one of them has a helmet on. They have vests. So if you're keeping a list of lies 
told by the Uvalde PD and uh, the chief uh, Peter Arredondo, just, I mean, there's a whole bunch right there. They said they were waiting for shields. They had shields waiting for weapons, long guns. They had those. They knew what was happening. And if you want to just try to put it in some kind of perspective, just consider this 58 minutes. Next time you do something that lasts an hour, you know, watch a TV show that lasts an hour or go for a jog or for one hour. They waited one hour before going in there. They didn't, they weren't locked out. They didn't even try to open the door. We're not sure yet whether the door was locked or not. I suspect it was not, but they didn't even turn the knob. They had equipment there to bust that door down if they wanted to. They chose not to. They stood out there and listened as children were slaughtered for 58 minutes. They were in the school, I believe it was nine minutes after Ramos entered the school through a door that was supposed to be locked. Nine minutes. And here's here's the part, here's why you know they're cowards, they're liars, is because they knew he wasn't a whole, it didn't have hostages. They knew it was a school shooter. They knew kids were dead. They were told that on 911 calls. They knew what was happening. They train extensively for this. Every cop knows you do this. You have school shooting drills. And when there's a, kids in a classroom with the shooter and you hear gunfire, you know, those aren't warning shots. He's not doing target practice. He's killing kids. And these cowards stood out in the hallway for almost an hour waiting for what? Waiting for him to finish the job. When they entered the room, by the way, they killed him instantly. Instantly. They were ready. They were loaded. They were protected. They had their shields. They had the, the manpower. At one point, I think the total was nine cops in the hallway outside the, uh, outside the door of the classroom where he was shooting kids. So the parents of the 19 kids, every one of them is going to wonder, would my child have survived if these cops just did their job? The reason they're such a disgrace is because this is what they signed up for. When you sign up to be a cop, you agree that you'll put your life on the line. You would, I mean, you, that's what you, that's the deal. You, your life, you, know, you might lose your life. That's the job. In this case, they didn't, none of them did. I mean, the Texas border patrol guy got a little graze, the hero that uh, defied the chief. But one of the cops says, on this, uh, uh, according to reports, there's all kinds of stories. It's breaking. It's it's new. It's it's debunking everything they told us. They were ready to go in. They could have gone in. They could have killed him one hour, or I'm sorry, 58 minutes earlier than they did. They chose not to because they're a bunch of cowards. I mean, the worst kind of cowards. Here's what they should do. First of all, Arredondo must be arrested, handcuffed, perp walked out of the police station, out of the city council meeting, into a cruiser, into a state police cruiser, and uh, and 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 charged, booked. He has to do hard time. This is you know negligence at best. I mean, this is manslaughter. I I, I don't understand how he's not how he's not at least off the job. I mean, he'll do less time than the Q. I know I say this about everybody, but he'll do less time than the QAnon shaman, the Viking man who walked in the Capitol, howled like a moon with his face painted, hurt no one, broke nothing. He's doing four years. This bum, this bloated slob 
this hack, Arredondo, will do less time than the QAnon shaman, Jacob Chansley. But one cop says to another cop, I think I have this right. He said, "There's if there's kids in there, we need to go in there. And the other cop says, who's ever in charge determines that. I'm sorry. It doesn't matter who's in charge. You know exactly what's happening. You don't wait. You don't wait for, uh, you know, for the, for the green light in every situation. I mean, you don't wait when you're, when you're, you know, uh, I mean, we, we talked about that cop in Grand Rapids who shot the suspect in the back of the head because he stole his taser. He didn't wait for a green light from the chief. He just did his job. I mean, he might go to prison for it, but they know exactly what's happening. They know kids are dying and they wait for this bum to give them the go ahead. That doesn't make any sense. You don't need, you don't need an order to go in and save children from a mass shooter. And by the way, you know how this is going to get worse. It's going to get, it's going to get worse is we're going to find out some of these cops got their own kids out and then loitered in the hallway or outside the school and, and wondered, gee, you think he'll run out of bullets eventually? Do you think he'll, do you think he'll run out of kids to kill? Texter here, Mark says, uh, no, Robert says he probably killed himself. Good point. You know why? Because they've lied about everything. They've lied about everything so far. Why aren't they lying about that? Maybe that's when they went in the room, when he killed himself and there was no more gunshots, no more gunfire. If that's the case, these guys are even more disgusting than we previously thought. They did nothing, literally nothing, if he did, if he shot himself. If the Texas Border Patrol guy did the job, it's it's just as bad. That means they they stood down while some guy who was getting a haircut a couple of miles away grabbed a shotgun and went in there to stop the shooter. And by the way, what if he was all done? What if there were no more kids? Well, who cares at that point? Who cares if you shot him? Your job was to save children. I hope every one of these, 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 these pussies, I hope every one of them has nightmares. I hope every one of them hears the screams. Can you imagine that's what they heard? Screams of eight, nine, 10 year old children dying or worse yet, getting ready to die, screaming for their, their mothers or fathers or the police to come save them. And these bums did nothing for 58 minutes you want to get even more pissed off? The report says Arredondo was looking for the keys. Looking for the keys? For the <laughs> You have all this firepower, taxpayer-funded firepower. You have these weapons, these weapons of war, your M4s and your AR-15s, um, you know, uh, limitless rounds, and you have shields. They're sh- holding the shields in the video, in the photographs, they have the shields, they have helmets, they have vests, they're ready to go. And they hang out for almost an hour. I'm, I'm, I'm totally baffled by, by this. I don't understand uh, at all why there isn't, why the state police, why the federal, some federal uh, bureau, some federal authority hasn't stepped in taken away, speaking of keys, taken away his keys to the office, his keys to his cruiser, and then gone down the line and said, which other, which other cops uh, failed to save those children? They should fire every single one. It's not, you don't have a constitutional right to this job. You're done. You can go 
whatever, work at, work at Amazon. You can't work here anymore. We're going to hire an entirely new staff. Those guys will try to repair some of the damage. But there, I mean, when we think of cops who drop the ball, who fail, who, who cower, who, who are cowards, we're always going to think of the Uvalde PD and well, we, and we should, I mean, they're, they're a disgrace to the badge. They're a disgrace to the profession. They're, they're, the parents, I mean, are the, the parents are going to live with this forever. And they're always going to wonder what if the cops just did their jobs? I'm, uh, I'm reading from the report in the New York post, which kind of compiles these stories in the Austin American statesman and local TV station, KVEU. Uh, they point out that the officers were armed with rifles and ballistic shields were inside they came into the school, this says 19 minutes after the gunman, and then waited an hour. That's right. That adds up to whatever we said earlier, 77 minutes. They waited to breach the classroom where the shooter carried out his deadly rampage. It doesn't say, <clears throat> I guess we don't know if, you know, when every child died, when the last child died, who was the last child to die because of these cowards surveillance footage showed the armed officers standing inside the hallway at 11.52 after Salvatore Ramos broke into the school at 11.33 through an exterior door that failed to automatically lock. I mean, honest to God, we're going to sit there and talk about whatever, the red flag laws and raising the age for AR-15s and, uh, you know, every other background checks when these these, when these simple measures shutting the door, I don't know that, that to me would, would be, uh, be my first suggestion. How about you shut the door? The newly reports accounts contradicts earlier reports that of all these school district police chief, Pete Arredondo, who was in charge of the police response was waiting for tactical deer gear and a protective shield to move in on the gunman. That's the, the maddening part. Not only is this guy a coward, but he's a liar. And we believe him. I feel like a fool. I, I took this. I, I said this. I talked about this. I tweeted about this saying they were waiting for. Remember, they said they were waiting for snipers, shields and more weapons. They, they had everything they needed except the guts, except the heart, the balls to go in there and save kids. I, I guess I guess we'll just wait another month, two months, three months, wait for more footage, wait for more video and photographs. Uh, after attempting to talk with Ramos, talk with a school shooter, Arredondo tells SWAT officers who arrived that they should breach the classroom door as soon as they were ready at 1246. They finally busted into the room four minutes later and shot and killed Ramos. That's that's up for up for uh uh, that's up for debate. I, I don't know if they actually breached the room. I don't know if they actually killed him. We'll find out. Based on footage from the incident and Aradano's own testimony, it's believed that some of the delay was based on his attempts to find keys to unlock the door, though it was unclear if it was locked at all. <laughs> what? Police did not even check or try to open the door, despite having access to a Halligan tool which could have broken the lock, according to the San Antonio Express News. Arredondo tried dozens of keys, but told officers to wait for a tactical team. My God. As, you know, just try to picture this, this big, fat slob 
trying like keys, like nervously, which key, which key, which key? We don't know if the door was locked. We do know that the cops could hear gunfire. Boom, boom, boom. And I'm just going to assume that every one of those shots was fired at a student or a teacher. And this bum was looking for a key. I mean, obviously, he's a fool and a failure and a coward and a clown. He's still the chief. He's still on the city council in the city of Uvalde. How do the parents, how do they, I mean, I know how they feel. The parents, obviously, they're still grieving. It's obviously the worst nightmare of every parent. But how do you feel knowing that this fool was in charge of protecting and saving your child? And he's still... He, you know, he, he's going to get away with this. I don't know why. I don't know. He's going to get away with it. He's, he might lose his job, but he'll get his pension and he'll, he'll, you know, he'll still be able to have his, have his cream filled donuts every morning and his coffee and have dinner every night and watch TV and, and live his life. All these children hadn't even reached puberty. These children were in elementary school and they're dead. Some of them because of this clown. Is this, uh, are we looking at one of the parents? Cause Listening to these people is just heartbreaking. Listening to them knowing they lost a little child and and because some idiot didn't lock the door and some other idiot didn't have the guts to go in and save them. What's this guy's name? Uh, this is Brett Cross. Brett Cross is a parent of a, of, a, of, a, of a victim? Yes. Let's listen to Mr. Cross's reaction to the latest reports out of Vivaldi. I want him to step down. I want him to be a man and make the right decision. He needs to step down from city council. He needs to step down from the school district. He's lucky Sorry. that he's that calm. Sorry, Mr. Cross. Sorry. He is not stepping down. I mean, he, you know what? He's, he's not, he doesn't even have the guts to make a statement. Doesn't even have the guts to say, I'm sorry. You know, we, I, I thought he was uh, holding hostages. I was wrong. Doesn't even have the guts. I mean, we saw the CNN reporter and CNN has done some journalism for a change on this. We saw them chase him into the uh, back of the police department. He goes in the back door and he said, I'm not going to have anything to say. And, I mean, you are you are just a pathetic piece of garbage. This this Arredondo, just a pathetic piece of filth. How is he not required to look into the eyes of, of Mr. Cross and say, I'm sorry, I screwed up. You know, I'm done. I'm, I resign. I resign from the city council. I resigned from the police department, but I'm not letting, I know a lot of people, a lot of uh, commenters and tweeters of uh, saying, no, the cops, what are we supposed to do? They're supposed to follow orders. No, no. You know, it's a school shooting. You've been trained for school shootings. You know, there's no hostages. You know, he's in the process of uh, eliminating, of executing eight-year-olds. I don't care. You know, you're, hell, you know, your boss is a clown. You know, he's just a big fat hack. You're not listening to him. I got an idea. How about you see if the doors open? How about one of you cowards with the shields and the vests and the helmets and the M4s? How about one of you turns the knob to see if the doors open? Is that asking too much? You clowns, you you, you sign up for what? You sign up so you can you know, drive fast and carry a gun. And maybe, you know, after your uh, shift is over, you stop at the diner and maybe some of the chicks are impressed, but your uniform, is that why you signed up? You signed up for all the wrong reasons. You, you signed up for this. I think if, if obviously if they could do it all over again, they would do it differently, but going in there and taking a chance that this 18 year old psycho might shoot you and kill you. 
that's a chance you have to take. If you did that and I don't know, you got shot and wounded or whatever, you, you could at least live with yourself. You have to live with yourself now knowing you let kids die. And you know what? It's going to get worse. We're going to get more footage. We're going to get more uh, firsthand accounts. We're going to hear more. Uh, Arredondo hopefully is going to be charged, tried, convicted. Hopefully all many of these cops, you know, what they should, if they were at any dignity, if they were men, they'd quit today and move to New Zealand and just say, I'm sorry, I can never show my face in Avaldi again. But if you haven't seen the footage, uh, the, the video, the photographs, it's disgusting. They, you want to talk about weapons of war? They had all that. I didn't even know that they, uh, local police forces had this kind of firepower. Yeah. But every one of them has a long rifle. One of them seems to have like a shotgun or something too. They had everything they needed. A lot of them, at least around here, the the cops I know, they'll have M4s um, almost where like the spare tire would be in the back of the SUVs. Right, right. You fold it up Is and it, it's like riot gear. It's not automatic though. It's semi-automatic, correct? That I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's semi. So even so, there were so many of them. There were nine of them at, yeah. at one point. I mean, in the photograph, there's four or five of them, but hell, one guy defies the chief, opens the door, shoots Ramos, or dies trying. He's a hero. He's a hero. Instead, they're all cowards, the whole force. I don't know the number of cops on the force, 56. I, I, I forget the number. Every one of them is a coward because they didn't defy that slob of a chief. And now 19 kids are dead. And, you know, the kids who aren't dead are horrified. They're all probably having nightmares. Two teachers keep forgetting to mention the teachers. Not sure when they died, but maybe they could have been saved too. But no, but no, there's no, there's no men on that staff on that police force. Just a bunch of cowards. But I, I'm, uh, I'm done with that for the moment. I had to get that off my chest. I can't handle this this story. I watch it, I read it, and I just lose my mind. I just have to stop and catch my breath. It's so infuriating. I didn't have a kid in there, Mister Cross, and the rest of the parents how do they live no how do they live in that town they drive by the cops they see these these slugs that that let their children die it must be brutal but all right let's get to uh let's let's get to a few more things that are not quite as infuriating but they're close i want to get to this uh i want to get to biden on the beach because he he said the quiet part, part out loud on the beach when he talked about you know the pain at the pump as we've been telling you all along it's intentional the pain is the point Biden let the cat out of the bag yesterday we have to if you're not worried enough about the direction of the country of the state of the country of the state of things there was a video uh, that broke yesterday it is a, a tutorial a a couple of wokesters. Um, did a, I don't know what you'd call it, a, a, a lesson plan, a lesson, a, 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 a instructional video for the Navy, for the U.S. Navy. We talked about what you sign up for when you sign up for the um, police department. Well, it's sort of like that when you sign up for the Navy. As the great uh, Rush Limbaugh always said, the military's job is two things, to kill people and break things, you know, to blow up buildings and kill people, to drop bombs, to win wars. That's job number one. I mean, I realize in recent times, you know, like in Afghanistan, they were busy building schools and and then you know, water treatment plants or what. I don't know why the the mission became uh, went sideways like that, but it sometimes does. And now the Navy, 
and as well as the army, the and the whole military has been wokeified. It is it is scary the rot within the military. I hope President DeSantis can put the stop on this and jam it in reverse and uh, fix this mess. But you watch this and you wonder. What's the end result? The end result is a woke military with uh, diversity and pride flags and celebrating diversity. Plenty of, you know, plenty of gay and lesbian and transgender soldiers and Marines. The Navy, I'm pretty sure the Navy SEALs are in the Navy, correct? I'm just guessing the Navy SEALs are in the Navy. I do believe so, so, yes. (laughs) The Navy SEAL, that named the Navy SEALs, our friend Robert O'Neill, if he were still in the, the man who killed bin Laden, uh, if he were still in the Navy, he would be told, okay, here's your schedule for today before we go out and maneuvers and, you know, shoot guns and before we have to, you know, crawl through swamps and deserts and prepare for war or before we go in and, you know, kill the next ISIS leader. You guys need to come in the classroom. We have a little tutorial for you about pronouns, pronouns. First of all, pronoun, this whole pronoun thing is madness anyway, even if it's in a private, if it's in, you know, some crazy left-wing college at Tufts or Wesleyan or, or Harvard, it's nuts. Uh, why is a military, why is the Navy having to learn about pronouns by two wokesters in rainbow clothes? But just keep this in mind. The people this is are directed to are young studs like these guys. This is Jocko uh, Willink and Leaf Babbitt. I can't imagine them going, uh, I'm he, him. Two, two stud killers, warriors, the best of the best. These are why we are still, I hope, still the number one superpower because of studs like this. Well, part of their day, again, they're going to get up and they're going to, you know, shoot guns and run and with their boots on they're going to work out and they're going to prepare for war like they always do. But also they're going to learn about pronouns. Listen to this. And again, not directed at elementary school kids. That's bad enough. Directed at Navy SEALs. Go ahead and play this. Hi, my name is Johnny and I use he, him pronouns. Hi, and I'm Kanchi and I use she, her pronouns. And we're here to talk about pronouns. What is a pronoun? Roger that. A pronoun is how we identify ourselves apart from our name, and it's also how people refer to us in conversations. Using the right pronouns is a really simple way to affirm someone's identity. It is a signal of acceptance and respect. If it's a signal of acceptance and respect, how do we go about creating a safe space for everybody? That's a good question. A really good way to do that is to use inclusive language. Instead of saying something like, hey guys, you can say, hey everyone, or hey team. (laughs) Yeah, and now that you say that, another way that we could show that we're allies and that we accept everybody is to maybe include our pronouns Can in our emails. Can you a door? Or, like we just did, introduce ourselves using our pronouns. But what would I do if I uh, misgender someone? <laughs> I think the first thing to recognize is that it's not the end of the world. You correct yourself and move on, or you accept the correction and move on. Uh, okay, okay. I don't I think I, this, is, this, this goes on. I don't think I could take much more. I really can't. <laughs> this is for the na- the military. Jocko Willink is supposed to listen to this and say, we are creating safe spaces. I thought the military was supposed to do just the opposite, create unsafe spaces. I thought that was their job. God, can we just leave the military alone? I know they've infiltrated 
every institution. I know academia is gone, lost. I know Hollywood is hopeless. I understand big tech, the big media, they're gone. They're, they, they, they all have their pronouns in their bios. They all have their, you know, Ukraine flags or now their rainbow flags. I know we're all celebrating Pride Month, but the military has to listen to them talk, say, I think there's a lot of things that you want to learn if you're in the military. A lot of important things. You're going to learn you're not supposed to say, hey, guys, hey, guys, that's <laughs> that's inappropriate. Hey, guys, because it's not inclusive enough. Oh, God, I'm telling you, I know it sounds like hyperbole and I generally don't want to, like, give up on the military. But and then and, and Jesse Kelly says this all the time and tweets this. We're going to lose a major war. And he was a Marine. We're going to lose a major war. There are two things happening right now and all on the direction of the, the, the lunatics who are running our country, the Biden regime. One is they're still kicking guys out for not getting vaccinated. They've kicked out and you can look up the numbers. I did the numbers a couple months ago and there were like 2000 Marines and there's fewer in the other branches, but 2000 Marines. These are killers. These are frontline guys. Grunts. Marines die. That's what they do to quote, Ermy, uh, why do I get his name wrong all the time? R. The Lee Ermy. Yeah, say that again. R. Lee Ermy. R. Lee Ermy. Marines die. It's what they do. They also keep heaven packed with fresh souls. That's what they do. These same people, by the way, the Marines are part of the Navy too. These same people are being told we don't want to create safe, we must create safe spaces. We must respect people's pronouns. I just think of the average 20-year-old kid from Alabama, shaved head, tattoo, gun in hand, ready to fight for freedom, fight for liberty, fight for America. And he has to sit and like take notes from these two in their rainbow clothes saying, you can't say, hey, guys, because it's not inclusive enough. We just played how long? Was that 30 seconds? Yeah, it's four minutes yeah, listen long. To these two clowns for an hour saying you can't say, hey, guys, you must respect people's pronouns. And what we want to do is create a safe space, a safe space in the military. Imagine uh, taking fire and going, guys, get down. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Yeah, I, mean, uh, I mean, everyone. They, <laughs> everyone. they, them, I need you to get below that wall. Hey, hey, hey you over there. No, it's they, it's they, I'm, I'm, I'm they. Okay, they go over there. And then a bunch of guys go, I didn't mean they. <laughs> this is so stupid and so silly and so wrong. It's dangerous. It is dangerous. We've changed the priorities of the military. I want you to put up, throw up that uh, that John Cardillo uh, uh, tweet from this morning. Uh, lots of people have done this. Again, people say this. I say it. We're going to lose a major war. If this is the direction, if this is the, the culture in the military, and it is, and they're kicking out some of our best soldiers because they won't get the, an unnecessary vaccine, and we're bringing in these two clowns, the taxpayers are paying these two clowns to talk about pronouns, but here's uh, a tweet from this morning. Uh, it says the the um, uh, Chinese introduce uh, their first indigenous aircraft carrier. I mean, indigenous. Yeah, indigenous. I thought it was ambitious. <laughs> uh, anyway, there's a picture of this modern, uh, yeah, there it is, zooming in on this modern 
uh, aircraft carrier. China, now China's budget's like a third military, but it's like a third of ours, but they are, have their priorities straight, you know? Do you think China, and not just China, you think Russia, just any other country, hostile or otherwise, any other, Iran, do you think these countries give a damn about pronouns? Transgender policy, there it is, juxtaposed, our Navy, while they're introducing their new aircraft carriers, our Navy is spelling out new transgender policies. I mean, it was when I was a kid, everyone watched MASH. MASH had a star, Klinger, Jamie, uh, whatever his name was, from Toledo, the, the character. He pretended to be a woman because he wanted Section 8 or whatever they called it, Section something. They wanted He wanted out of the military, so he pretended to be a woman because they assume he was mentally ill and, and he'd get to go home. So that was the joke. Now we're crafting policy to make sure there's a safe space for transgender soldiers and Marines. <laughs> and it just seems so absurd. Can we just leave the military? I guess I got my answer. No. <laughs> they will, they're not happy. They, they want to control everything. They want to infiltrate, infect, poison everything, including the U.S. military. It's madness. It's another reason we need a red wave in November and we need another one in, in 2024 because someone has to put the brakes on this madness. I hope it's the great Ron DeSantis because he understands the fight. He understands what's, what it's about. You know, again, I love Trump, but Trump doesn't, Trump's thinking about 2020 and thinking about his, his own situation and settling all the scores with the people who screwed him. Although I'll give him credit. He's still pretty funny. We have Trump talking about Biden riding a bike. We have Trump on the, we have Trump talking about transgender policies. Uh, I don't think it was, I think it was about uh, the ruling, which um, uh, uh, will stop uh, Leah Thomas from uh, beating up on the girls at the Olympics. I don't think it's about military transgender policies, but Trump was pretty good on the stump on this the other day and talking about uh, Biden, uh, Biden's big fall, falling off his bike. Uh, Trump talked about that, too. Let's listen to Donald J. I hope he has recovered because, as you know, he fell off his bicycle today. No, I'm serious. I hope he's okay. Fell off a bicycle. I make this pledge to you today. I will never, ever ride a bicycle. <laughs> uh, you know what? He has, that's what he has to do. Stand up. Just go out there and give speeches, rallies, and then support your governor, Ron DeSantis, who's 32, 33 years younger than Trump and smarter and has his priorities straight. I still want Trump. I still like the loose cannon out there. I still like him calling out the woke media and, and everything. I just don't want to talk about whatever 2020. Um, I don't want to talk about January 6th for the rest of my life. I guess I have to. <laughs> we, you know, we can get to, we get to uh, Stephen Colbert uh, trying to uh, rationalize, justify his, sending his staff in um, on a, a attempted uh, uh, coup at the Capitol and uh, everybody just mocking the hell out of them. But uh, I guess, I guess it worked. Colbert's relevant for a day, but do we have that other uh, Trump cut on transgender policies? Sure do. <laughs> he was on fire yesterday. It was like old school. <laughs> I think it's fine to talk. I think it's ridiculous. I think it actually hurts women. It demeans women. 
But this beautiful young woman is a swimmer. She's a champion swimmer, and she wants to break the world record. And she was going to try and do it by, I think, an eighth of a second. She was ready, and she was great. And she's getting ready. She's up, and she's looking, seeing people she's been competing with all her life. Looks left, looks right. Then she sees this person next. Holy man. <laughs> this guy had a wingspan. Did you see the guy? He was like this. It was the longest human being. <laughs> like this. Arms that went down to the floor. <laughs> but did you see the look? He's looking. She a hold. You know what she said when she saw him? To herself, but I won't say this because I don't want to get it on camera. She looked at him. She said, "Holy shit, I'm in trouble." <laughs> <laughs> That's what we need. That's what we need. Just go out, do stand up, support Ruth DeSantis, call out the media, call out the transgender madness. That should be his job. We don't need him uh, in the White House. I mean, hang out in the White House all he wants. We just yeah. uh, we need we need DeSantis to do that. He might be the, the funniest. Work. He might be the funniest comic in the country right now. <laughs> Yeah, and he's he's fearless. I mean, he's he's calling you know Leah Thomas a guy. I mean, there's not many politicians who do that. Well, he's just like and by the way, the, the, he's like the oh, largest person I've ever seen. Arms down to the floor. And, and the funny thing is, he's funny and he's topical, but he's not really well informed. I don't think he probably even knows Leah Thomas's name. He just knows this is a big issue. I don't think a lot of people they don't want to talk about this. We did, and we will. But the the biggest problem, the reason you know Leah Thomas is such a bully and a punk is that he was naked in the locker room and he flaunted it. I mean, one of his teammates talked about it anonymously and like shrouded in secrecy and talked about, you had 18 year old girls, freshmen, sophomore, and they're looking at this long, tall guy, just swinging it around the locker room. He liked to make other people uncomfortable with his privilege. He liked that. That's what he got off on that. I mean, I hope he didn't actually get off on it, but he really did revel in the fact that he made all the girls uncomfortable. That's why he's such a punk. But uh, we don't have to get back into Leah. Thomas. By the way, she's gone. He's gone. He's done. We're, we're, we're done. He's been he's been banned. He can't go and beat up on the girls. He could go race against the guys again and be ranked like 900th in the world, but he won't do that because what fun would they? That doesn't make him happy. Only beating girls makes him happy. All right. Speaking of girls, let's get to this Biden story. Uh, let's uh, let's get to our second spot, and then we'll get to the Biden story. And we give you the latest on the, the live plucking stars away from the PGA Tour and Bill Maher. Bill Maher, my man, Bill Maher on Jack Del Rio. But first. All right, let's talk about Radix. Radix Premium Cannabis was started by three lifelong friends and cannabis connoisseurs out of Texas. And they're a nationwide leader in the cannabis industry, offering only the very best products. Cannabis is one of the oldest medicines known to man and has been exploding in popularity in recent years with increased use of federally legal CBD and Delta 8 products. No matter what you aim to do with cannabis, Radix is your remedy. Their premium hemp is grown organically in the U.S., and their CBD uses the most advanced technology for maximum effectiveness. If it's on Radix's site, it's better than the rest. Their hottest items are THC gummies. These are a great tasting way to enhance your recreation time, reduce anxiety, increase your appetite, or all of the above. They also carry Sleepy Bears, which are delicious and effective sleep aid gummies infused with melatonin. 
Another popular item, Delta 8 vapes, which don't clog like most of the vapes, and they work fantastically. Additional products Radix offers include topicals, edibles, dry herb, and cannabis-enhanced nootropics. All of their products can be purchased as monthly subscriptions at reduced rates. Get 15% off and free shipping on orders of $35 or above with promo code JERRY at RadixRemedies.com. Check them out and take advantage of the special offer we've secured just for our listeners. And remember, Radix, your remedy. All right, Joe Biden, uh, our part-time president, was on the beach yesterday in, in Rehoboth, Rehoboth, uh, Delaware. Uh, I guess I guess this was, again, uh, uh, an optic to make him appear, you know, like he didn't get hurt, falling off his bike, and that he's not an old and feeble. So he's walking on the beach with his baseball cap and his T-shirt and his bathing suit, taking selfies with little girls. Kind of creepy, but that's the way he is. And he does a quick, I don't know, planned little Q&A. No real interview, of course. In fact, I, I mentioned this yesterday. He says... I'm on vacation and like, you're, you are not, you're just taking a long weekend. It's not vacation, but anyway, he doesn't think he should have to answer questions. He got mad when someone asked about, I don't know, tariffs on China goods, accusing him of, of, of uh, you know, whatever, being a Republican politician. It was just stupid, but here he is talking about, to him talking about, you know, the big opportunity we have here to go, to go green. Is that the cut we have? Um, Cause this this, this should wake everybody up. He's not really good at keeping this under wraps. Obviously, that's the plan, the plan all along. Drive gas prices up, inflation fine. This is the um, Green New Deal by fiat. We're going to force it on you whether you want it or not. We're going to force you to get a green, get an electric car, give up your gas-powered car. We're going to force you to drive less, use less fuel. We're going to force the oil companies out of business. That's the, they can't admit it, but they do kind of beat around the edges. And again, he's not smart enough to be subtle about this. He just, he just isn't. He, he says it. And at some point in the next two years, I think everybody has to understand that. I think it's people are slowly coming around. They have to understand that he has no interest in bringing down the price of gas. No, he wants it up there. He wants it to hurt. The pain is the point. But let's listen to what what uh, what our part time president had to say on the beach yesterday. My dear mother used to have an expression: "If anything lousy, something good will happen if you look hard enough for it." Mm-hmm. We have a chance here to make a fundamental turn toward renewable energy, electric vehicles, and, and not just electric vehicles, but across the board. And uh, and that's something we should be. My team is going to be sitting down with the CEOs of the major oil companies this week. Try to get an explanation how they justify making $35 billion in the first quarter. Are you planning to sit down with oil and gas CEOs, Mr. President? Why is that, sir? Because my team's going to do that. Okay. But you did that with retailers and logistics companies and consumer right. companies. Uh, again, again, he's obviously he's not there anymore. Obviously, he's not lucid anymore. But he, this is often what happens. You know, you have those moments of candor. He wasn't supposed. To, he's not supposed to say that. He just said in one breath that this. He made up something about his mother. My mother used to say, "Out of everything, that comes something good." You know, whenever he says. My mother used to say, her father used to say, you know, he's just making that up. So he's just making it up. But he says, we have an opportunity to go to renewable. And then they're going to sit down with the oil companies, which they're trying to put out of business. 
but they view this as the opportunity to go with the green new deal. It's, it's insane. It's unpopular. Nobody wants it, but they're not giving us a choice. And he's in his, just in the, you know, cobwebs of his brain, he comes out and says, this is a big, this is a good opportunity. People are going, I just spent a hundred bucks to fill up my tank. I'm not going to buy a Tesla or a Prius. I'm not, I can't, but he doesn't care. He thinks this, this is what, you know, AOC wants and, and uh, Ed Markey and Liz Warren and Bernie, they all, all the radical lunatics want this. So he's going to force it on the country and he's, he's not going to sit down with oil executives. His team is and find out why they're making money. Got to hate that when businesses make money and employ, you know, millions and pay taxes. And it's just, it's just scary. Again, everything we've doing, everything I'm talking about today is scary, but it's scary that this buffoon is at the controls for two and a half more years with the goal of destroying fossil fuels, which is why, why we are living the lives we're leading right now, fossil fuels and capitalism. That's, those are the two reasons we have such a great quality of life in this country, in this much of this you know, civilized world now, fossil fuels and capitalism. And he's determined to destroy them both. But oh, oh, please having a good vacation. I didn't see. Did he get his chocolate chocolate chip? Did he get his, his, his ice cream after his? He must have. You know, your mother, when you were a little kid, didn't used to like go for ice cream after you went to the beach? Yeah, or go to the ice cream man, get like a, you know, get like a chocolate eclair at the ice cream man. He must be sitting there the whole time with Jill. Are we going to get ice cream? Honey, honey, are we going to get ice cream? Oh, watch another little girl. Let me go sniff. I mean, let me go take a picture. Oh. <laughs> All right, let's get to, uh, what else do I have to do? I'm going to get to Bill Maher and I'm going to get to uh, the live, but uh, Shay, do you want me to do Shay? Shay. Shay, let's do Shay, and then we're going to tell you the latest on the live golf, and uh, we're going to play my man, Bill Maher, defending Jack Del Rio. Did you ever think you'd see the day? I love it. This is uh, for you homeowners and home builders out there. Did you know that Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps? Of course you did. I've been telling you about this. This is the best thing. I think it might be the best thing they do is their precast concrete steps. Whether you're building a new home, you need to replace an old staircase in an old home. Shea has great values with designs for any home. Available in concrete, or you can customize the steps with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front, front entrance of your home. In most cases, they can remove the old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps within hours. Just like that, you call Shea, they come over, they take the old steps away, which, by the way, they're really heavy. That is a pain in the ass. They take the old steps away. They put the new steps. You can sit in the window with the AC cranking and watch it all happen. And when they're done, your house looks better and it's worth more. This isn't an expense. This is an investment in your home. Check it out. You can learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at SheaConcrete.com. And by the way, you can also look for a job there. You can go to Shea Concrete or get on SheaConcrete.com. They're always hiring. It's a great company, a great place to work. Maybe it's time for you to upgrade your profession and go work for Shea. Check that out as well at SheaConcrete.com. I breaking news this morning. If you haven't heard yet, it wasn't a real shocker. In fact, we talked about it yesterday. Brooks Kepka, four-time major winner, eight-time winner on the PGA Tour, is jumping to the Live Golf Tour. He will um, be debuting next week in Portland, Oregon at the uh, Pumpkin Ridge. It's going to be interesting. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to be watching. I did call he, that one in his press conference. I said he's going. Yeah, <laughs> and you know what? It was a good call because he's 
the ultimate mercenary. He doesn't care about, you know, the, the, the sentiment of it all. He's not a sentimental guy. You know, he's a killer. That's why he's so good in the majors. He's a four-time major winner, as I said. But he's struggling. He's struggling to make a living right now. He just got married, by the way. He had a big, dramatic, I don't know where it was, some exotic place to some supermodel. And I, I think, you know, he likes winning majors, obviously, but he doesn't care. Like, oh, this is the place where Arnie was, or, you know, this is where... Uh, uh, ben Hogan, it's his famous whatever, one iron. He, that stuff doesn't mean anything. He wants to make money, and he is going to make money. We don't have the number yet. I got a lot of details on this, but we don't have the number. It's believed to be nine figures up there around what Dustin Johnson got, which was $125 million. I'll tell you why Brooks Kepka is jumping. He, uh, this year, he finished 55th at the U.S. Open the other day. Same as he finished at the PGA, 55th. He missed the cut at the Masters. In 15 starts this season, he has two top 10s. He was number one in the world four years ago. Now he's number 19 and falling fast. That's the guy, that's the kind of guy that, that this makes sense for. Is he's, he's struggling to win. He's struggling to make money on the PGA Tour. He knows even in the majors he's struggling so he knows maybe, you know, his time where he could, you know, win, his time is just pretty much over, even though he's only 32. So if they flash $100 million in front of him, are you going to tell me a guy like Brooks Kepka, who doesn't care about much, that guy is going to say, oh, no, Jamal Khashoggi. I've, I, I know what they did to Jamal. He could give a damn about that. Um, most of these guys could give a damn about it, but he does, again, doesn't care about the meaning of everything like, like Rory McIlroy does or, or Tiger Woods does for that matter. So he's gone. And we believe we don't have this confirmed yet. We believe Colin Marikawa may be following. Just think of all the, the more guys go, the less heat there is on the guys, you know, the less, oh, yeah. obviously all the heat was on Mickelson and then Dustin Johnson. All about and, and Mickelson's foolishly talked about Jamal Khashoggi and all the things that you know they chop hands off petty thieves in Saudi Arabia and they imprison homosexuals and everything else. But again, lots of people in this country do business with Saudi Arabia, including these golfers. Other this and 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 Merrick Howe is a t- that's a tough one for the PGA Tour. He is a young stud. Yep. He's one of those guys. I'm going to guess who says I'll take the money, I'll do it for two years, and I'll come back to the PGA Tour. Yep. And right now, Greg Norman's working to get um, live tournaments to have them count towards world golf rankings because that's the biggest issue. Because if they play those and they get points towards the world golf, they can still qualify for the majors. And as it stands right now, right. they can't. But they're 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 still eligible for three of the four majors. And again, if a guy like Marikawa has won two majors and he's made a lot of money, he's thinking, I'm young, I'm good, I do this for a couple of years, I make hundred hundred million dollars, I never have to fly commercial again. I can buy one of those yachts that the Russian oligarchs they seize from the Russian oligarchs. They're gonna sell those, you know. Maybe he'll buy one of those. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he just thinks, I know, I sign, I'm done. I, I, money is never, ever a thought from that moment on I'm set. I'm secure. So is my family, my mother, father, wife, kids, everything. I mean, that's everyone's goal, you know, financial security forever. And I realized Colin Marikow or Brooks Kepka was pretty well off financially, but you know, a hundred million dollars is a hundred million dollars. 
Chris Berman used to say another interesting golf story this morning. Nick Faldo quits CBS. Nick Faldo was pretty good. He's pretty, he's sarcastic. He can be funny. He's like Tony Romo. You never wondered. You always wondered like what was in the coffee cup, you know, because Nick Faldo could get a little jiggy. He quits to spend time with his kids and grandkids and his wife and, and take care of all his business interests and fish. I don't know if all that's true, but he's out and Trevor Immelman is going to replace him, which is boring. I mean, he's fine, but Trevor Immelman, they should have picked Brad Fax and he would have been good at this. He's, he's much, much funnier and more, you know, wittier than Trevor Immelman. But Nick Faldo bails out on a pretty damn good gig. Golf analyst for CBS. He just said he was sick of traveling, but yeah, maybe he'll, uh, uh, he'll be on the next live broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. Hell, he could play. I know, he's, right? He's only 64, and there's, you know, uh, Bernard Longer's out there still winning it. He's older than that. Mm. Uh, it's a good point. That's a good point. Maybe he'll be the next live guy. They'll give him $100 million to broadcast. Uh, I'd, hey, would you blame him? Um, I think he's, I, he, might be, he might be cognitively slipping. That, that spoiler of Rory's chipping at the Masters was egregious. That was bad. That was stupid. Yeah, I do think he's a little sloppy, but I think he's good. And like Johnny Miller, they, they, you could tell they didn't really care. Uh, you know, they, they were unafraid to make mistakes and say dumb things and say mean things about the players. But he's uh, he's out. I believe he's out in August. But uh, anyway, you know who's not out? You know who's in? I got another guy who's probably older. I'm going to check. Because, uh, you know, you often hear that, you know, old guys, they can't relate. You can't, you got to have a young guy relate to uh, your audience. Bill Maher is an old guy who relates well to young people, which is good because Bill Maher has, uh, has flipped. Yes, he's 66 years old. He has flipped. He is now uh, non-woke. He is not woke. He is not He's not what he used to be. He used to be big liberal, obviously hated Trump, still hates Trump. But he, I think, is genuinely concerned, upset at the at the cancel culture and, and talks about it every week. He had a great monologue last week about the Washington Post, about that crazy reporter, that Somnez, who uh, went nuts when her, when her co-worker, Dave Weigel retweeted a silly, harmless joke, and she ended up getting fired because she was airing the dirty at the Washington Post. It takes a lot to get fired for a woke woman to get fired. But he had a great monologue. I recommend it. Uh, He also defended Jack Del Rio, which is good. I mean, that's what you should do. If you're not defending Jack Del Rio, you're the bad guy. If you're the bad guy, you don't have to agree with him. You can disagree with everything he says, but. You have to acknowledge that Jack Del Rio said, I want to have a dialogue. I want to have a conversation. I want to understand. Here's what I think. Tell me what you think. That got him fined $100,000. And, by the way, it got him muzzled. He'll never say anything again, at least not while he works for the Redskins and that dick, Ron Rivera. But, uh, I mean, Bill Maher understands that this is a scary time, that, you know, the First Amendment is not there to protect safe speech, speech you agree with. It's there to protect the, the, the bad guys. It's there to protect Alex Jones. It's there to protect people and, and make them less afraid to, to, to have an opinion, to have a take. That right now, what the woke mob wants to do is intimidate everybody into either shutting up or agreeing to complying 
And that, I think, genuinely uh, pisses off and frustrates Bill Maher as he makes clear uh, virtually every Friday night. But he had a take on, uh, how long is this, on uh, Del Rio? minute and a half. Good. A minute and a half. This is with his panel and, you know, his the, the hyenas in the crowd. And the other thing I love about Maher, he gets annoyed at the crowd that they used that they're still wokesters and they don't have to, they don't know what to laugh at and what to cheer because they're listening going, wow, did he really say that? (laughs) They're used to being, you know, these just total liberal crazies and, and uh, agreeing with everything he says and they don't know what to think anymore, which is another great thing. I'm telling you, I don't even have HBO, but they post all the, all the clips on Saturday morning so you can watch it. But uh, let's listen to my man, Bill Maher on Jack Del Rio. There was a football coach, his name is Jack Del Rio, okay, and he called the January 6th riot a dust-up. Now, this is a very common view that he has. I would like to, if I could talk to Mr. Del Rio, I think I could probably, hopefully, convince him a little bit that it was more than a dust-up. He also compares it a lot to the 2020 protests Mm -hmm. that were going on after the George Floyd murder. Okay. I think I could also convince him there are really important differences between those two things. And actually, the attack on the Capitol was worse. Nevertheless, he has a right to be wrong. Yes. In America, you have the right to be wrong. They find him, the team find him $100,000 for this opinion. Finding people for an opinion. I am not down with that. And here's what the coach of the team said. This is his, you know, his assistant coach. So his boss said about the guy who got fined, he does have the right to voice his opinion as a citizen of the United States. And it most certainly is his constitutional right to do so. Apparently not. You know what? This is the don't pee on my shoe and tell me it's raining. What the fuck are you talking about? He doesn't have a right to opinion. And it's obviously not his right to do so. Yeah, so I, either say you're against free speech, but don't tell me this. No, it's yeah. That's obviously uh, Del Rio was fine for saying dust up. If he said riot there, do you think he'd be fine? I don't. I think he, they they were offended, genuinely pissed off. All the people on the left, all the you know Joe Scarboroughs and the rest, they were all upset that he used the wrong noun, that he was too glib. I think, obviously, that we've talked about this a lot, that the George Floyd riots were worse. That is an objective truth. There were more injuries. There was more death. There was more looting, more arson, more uh, caused more much division in this country. And they went on for months and months and months. The January 6th went on for three hours. George Floyd riots were much worse, but that's not the point. The point is that Mar makes is a good one. He says, I disagree with him, but he has a right to say it. You're going to find a guy a hundred grand because he says something you disagree with. It's insanity. I can't tell you how much I'm going to look the downfall of the Redskins. Hell, it's always fun. They got Daniel Snyder. Oh, by the way, before we go, I'm not sure who reported this, uh, but Deshaun Watson's defense is going to is going to involve the Redskins, or the Commanders, and the Patriots because the owners of those two teams, according to Deshaun Watson's defense. They got away with something that Deshaun Watson is not going to get away. Deshaun Watson is going to get suspended for a full season. It looks like maybe more. It's going, they're going to come down hard on him. There's just no defense for him. There's just too many women stepping forward and talking about what a freak he is. 
Well, you know, there's a certain parallel with the owner of the Patriots. And again, I defended Kraft. He's a grown man, consenting adults. He wasn't, he's not married. He just got, you know, the, the full treatment from his, uh, from masseuse. And, uh, he got embarrassed for it. The Boston Globe did everything they could to get the video. They failed. I'm glad Kraft survived that. But he is going to be a central figure in Deshaun Watson's defense, which is going to get ugly. Mm. That's hap- that's going to happen any any minute now. Any minute now, the Deshaun Watson thing is going to explode. And if you're a Cleveland Brown fan, you gave up three first-round picks for this guy who, will, who now we know is a freak now that we got a lot of the details and is not going to be available to play for at least another year. That could go down in the, as the worst trade in the end that may go down as the worst trade in sports history. I guess we have a long way to go, but doesn't look good for Deshaun Watson. You know, a guy who likes, how do I say this? A guy who likes the massage therapist to, you know, Get really inside there. Go right inside there, you freak. Does he not see the difference between him and Kraft? Kraft went to a place where they do that. He invites someone to come right. to like the facility, and he rolls on his back, and he goes, touch me in between Cons- my balls and, and his butthole. <laughs> exactly. Consenting adults. The woman agreed to it. He paid her. They did it. You know, they, they, it, is, it is weird. You know, like, it's perfectly fine to get rubbed everywhere, but except there. And when they rub there... They're going to raid the place, seize the property, put people in jail. It just seems like a little, you know, out of whack. Someone should, de- uh, yeah, someone should right. tell the whole point. The whole point is there are victims in the Deshaun Watson case, victims, women. He did things to, he touched in ways they didn't want to be touched. There's no victim in the craft case. Uh, and, he, and even if there is, he did it once with one, one old woman. Sean Watson has 66 at least accusations against him. A little different. Yes. Someone should tell Deshaun Watson that he can, in fact, do it himself. He doesn't need (laughs) he doesn't need a masseuse every time. If you had one one or two women who did that for you, even if they did it every day and you paid them well and they agreed to it. He got off on making the women uncomfortable. That's the problem. Yeah. That's what the, the right. part that he's not going to be able to explain away. He got off on making them uncomfortable. Kind of like Leah Thomas. How, <laughs> I t- how about that for tying it all together? Leah Thomas is like Deshaun Watson. They both like yeah. to make, make women uncomfortable. They enjoyed that watching them get ooh, all nervous and uncomfortable. That's what he did. That's why he's going to be suspended. It's going to get, uh, it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better for Deshaun Watson and for the Cleveland Browns. But uh, we have to leave it there. I, 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 you know, I, I'm sorry I waited this long, but uh, can you remind, remind me again what your pronouns are, Ironhead? I am he, him, actually. Oh, you are he, him. And if you, I, I if just you got nervous that, I may, that. Been re, yeah. I may have been mis, misgendering you, <laughs> and that would be awful. If you haven't seen the video yet, I recommend go watch the whole thing. It is scariest damn thing you've ever seen. Well, it's not worse than Evaldi, put it that way. Nobody lost their lives, but what our Navy, what our military is doing should frighten us all. And there is no, this is just the stuff we've seen. Imagine the stuff behind the scenes. Mm. It's just freaking depressing. Oh, just so you know, uh, I just changed my pronouns again. I am now they that. So oh, they that. Yep, it's always changing. 
Oh, well, don't, you got to be careful with that. You got to be careful. This is serious stuff. Don't you miss, don't miss gendering ever again. And don't, and no more. Hey guys. All right. No more. Hey guys. That's, that's not inclusive enough, but <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm annoyed enough. I'm going to leave it there. That's uh, that will do it for today. Thanks to everybody for watching and tweeting and texting at us. Everybody seems to be in agreement that the story about the U S Navy going woke is indeed disgusting, disturbing. Everyone's saying the same thing. Imagine your father, your grandfather who served on a ship in the South Pacific in World War II. Imagine them sitting in that (laughs) session. Imagine again, Robert O'Neill and Jocko Willington sitting there and saying, well, you can't, we need a safe space. Yeah, I, what? Think, I think back then they got called certain pronouns, but it was an right. insult. It was an insult. <laughs> I, I, I always put everything to the father, the grandfather test. Yeah. What would dad say? What would my grandfather say? He'd be disgusted with the direction of this country in so many ways. It's sad, but hey, 81 million, 81 million people, this is what they voted for. Scary, scary stuff. But that will do it for today. Thanks, Ironhead. And thanks to everybody for listening. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show. And we will talk to you again tomorrow. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me. Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. The Mass GOP stands on the side of the taxpayer, on the side of parents, and on the side of law enforcement. If your priorities align with ours, we need you to get out and vote Republican. Go to MassGOP.org to learn more, get involved, or make a contribution. Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information.